for simple policies, it shouldn't take more than 10 minutes to really be able to present and market a bunch of different options to the end client and then make a decision and bind, right? Like that should be the North Star of almost everyone involved in the business. Upasana Uni, she is the Chief Commercial Officer at Sayada. Welcome, Upasana. Thanks, Josh. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, it'd be very interesting to kind of learn a little bit about your background and um, kind of what led to you taking the CCO role. Absolutely. So, so my background is a little bit unusual in that I did not kind of grow up in the insurance world. I was a management consultant for over 10 years at McKinsey and Company, and uh, I was probably on track to kind of do it forever. I accidentally ended up working in the insurance uh, vertical at McKinsey, so serving mostly large insurance carriers all over the world. And um, I got a call about Sayada because a friend of mine had founded this company over five years ago. He described Sayada to me as something that I had always believed needed to exist in the insurance landscape, and especially in specialty commercial insurance, where I'd spent a lot of time. And I was just blown away with what Syed had been able to accomplish in the very short amount of time that it, it had been live in this new business model. And so what Sayada is, is we're a marketplace where wholesale brokers can find business insurance for SMBs, meaning businesses with less than 100 million in revenues uh, for multiple carriers in just a couple of minutes. So from start to end, you know, putting information in, getting the quote, um, uploading a, a signed application or sending an application for e-signature and then binding and receiving your policy, it can be as short as 10 minutes. And this is for specialty commercial insurance, which is something that I think most people thought it would never be achievable in. So does that sort of mean that the future of, of carriers is really as product manufacturers or kind of where's the where's the handoff between what you're trying to do and 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 you know where they take over or vice versa. Uh, I think they. I think that's kind of what's already kind of happened, right? If I think about, um, you know, a lot of the rise of the insurtech MGAs is also like a different ang angle of distribution, claiming they're going to be more efficient kind of distribution. The capacity remains with the insurance carrier. You know, you know, the initial underwriting model maybe still lives or did live with the insurance carrier. And so it is really like a, a partnership that is one person owns a product and the other person owns a distribution. And I think that is kind of where we've evolved to. Now I think there's a lot more uninsured risks, right, in the world that I think if, if I was a insurance carrier, what I'd be thinking about in terms of innovations, how can I, you know, profitably, sustainably insure some of these un, 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 uninsurable risks like cyber was 15 years ago? Um, and how do I then get a foothold so I get the first and broadest, you know, underwriting model uh, of any carrier in the market in that new growing space? That's, I think, where I would put my energy in and focus. I know you didn't start from the beginning of the company, but what were the biggest challenges in getting Syad off the ground and, you know, getting yeah. those first few um carriers on board and I mean I can probably guess why the organization started with cyber but maybe you can speak to that as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so Sayada was founded by three uh, co-founders based out of Israel. They, they all still live in Tel Aviv. And so, as you can imagine, they're knocking on doors saying, hey, we're going to have a uh, cyber insurance marketplace. Can you, do you want to bring your product to us? And everyone's like, who, who is this? <laughs> Who's calling? <laughs> insurance is a very relationship-driven place. And so, uh, we, we all know this. So, I think what was re- very clever that the founders understood completely is that you need to have very well-respected voices actually making the calls for you. And their earliest hires and their earliest advisors were some of those folks. So do you see the whole market kind of evolving into marketplaces or, you, you know, who do you think you'll be competing with going forward? Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. One of our actual, you know, um, pseudo competitors was just bought by a carrier recently. We've seen that in general with a couple of different uh similar types of marketplaces. Part of it is that I think they the they didn't have a really, like I mentioned in the beginning of the call, like a very good customer acquisition strategy for profitably kind of growing. Um, and it's very hard to get the attention of a, an agent or a broker these days, right? You need to have a pretty excellent experience and product and really kind of follow through with what you're saying you're going to offer as opposed to it looking really pretty and then there being a ton of backend unanswered questions. Um, I think that um, in general, the world is moving towards marketplaces, and I think that's inevitable at the end of the day for insurance. I think the the reality, though, is that um, there's there's these incredibly interesting dynamics where if someone owns a marketplace that is your competitor, do you want to be on that marketplace, you know, or are you looking for a truly third party neutral marketplace? Right. I mean, Aon Uncover Wallet is a Excellent example, right? I mean, I don't think I know, you know, many agents who would want to go and support Aon if they're not an Aon agent. And so that's that's one of the issues you run into. Similarly, on the carrier side, is if a carrier owns you, um, you know, do you trust that that marketplace is going to be completely neutral? So this is a little bit simplistic, but it seems like a lot of businesses either fall into, you know, fewer transactions that are very high touch or more transactions that are that are low touch and sounds like you know for scalability you guys fall into the latter camp so mm-hmm. how how do you, you you know but but i'm sure every broker feels like they're special and wants to feel like they're getting high touch even though realistically you know you you were talking about money in the bank and burn rates and all those things. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to make a profit. So how do you, how do you walk that line to make them feel high touch, but but do what you need to scale? Uh, we have a really terrific BD team who do does like kind of make sure to take care of our brokers and you know what they need is like support on a big picture level, right? If again, eighty percent of policies go through no problem, fantastic. Are you there for them on the twenty or ten percent that don't? That's that's what they care about. And then the second thing is, you know, we're an efficient way for them to know what's happening in the cyber marketplace in terms of, again, all of the policy changes, all of the appetite changes, all of the, uh, you know, rate changes going going on right now. You may not know where to actually place some of the business that's getting non-renewed. And if some of our BD team or insurance ops teams are proactively offering you support there, it's like, hey, we know that this is a this type of policy for you know a school or a municipality, we know appetites have changed and most likely this will be non-renewed by the existing you know incumbent carrier. Here are some options for you um, that we know do have appetite, whether it's you know uh, 
auto quoted on our platform or you know it's easily done off the platform you know we are very happy to help and support because the goal is to make their their lives easier right and we we do believe that this is a service business it's a relationship yeah. business going back to the the beginning of the call you know we 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 you can't ignore that you need to have the folks who are actually going to be talking on the phone with the brokers when they need you um and that that i think is not never going to be completely replaced i think that might be also by the way one of the things that we've seen other platforms try to do is be purely technology driven you know as zero touch as possible which you know it, it, it makes sense in a lot of other industries and areas and, and spaces but when we're talking commercial insurance and specialty insurance that's still not where the world is in terms of uh, the product development process, and I don't mean so much for Sciata, but I mean in terms of the carrier's process, mm -hmm. do you offer some sort of data dashboard with anonymized data that they can then use to think about, you know, either how they need to tweak their existing products or what they might want to build next? Or do you foresee a future where you potentially partner with people to sort of co-create new products? We we don't yet offer anything kind of formal like a dashboard. Um, it is obviously on our very long list of to dos, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but we do, I know, you know, I do have monthly calls with most of our markets um, to kind of share feedback to see, you know, as a lot of service level things that we need to improve or modify or just you know updates for each other, as well as hey, you know, if we're if we're seeing a difference or change in statistics. This might be some of the causes, you know, did you guys sometimes they don't even know like what might have caused it, you know, is it something purposeful? Did you guys adjust your rates? Did you guys, you know, change this coverage on purpose? Did you stop quoting this type of business on purpose? Um, or, you know, was this kind of inadvertent and therefore like very important for us to talk about and for us to share that, hey, we're going to see a lot more of X type of business coming through because one of our markets has pulled out completely from that class of business, are you interested in seeing that? If so, we can offer, you know, we can offer a transfer essentially to you. So last question I have is sort of bigger picture. So any predictions, you know, whether it's specific to the markets where you play or more broadly mm -hmm. about the mm -hmm. industry, kind of for heading into 2023 and or, you know, looking further out in the 2020s and this, probably continued run of, you know, innovation and transformation we're going to see over the remainder of the decade? Um, I think it's really interesting. I almost feel when I, you know, when I see uh, the markets on our platform, but also just kind of what's happening more broadly, I, I feel like we're almost in the moment of making the making of a few new, like, long-term insurance companies. You're seeing many of these InsurTech MGAs, you know, a acquiring their own capital you know balance sheets and becoming full stack insurers and i think that becomes a moment of truth of are you actually going to be able to you know underwrite profitably across multiple products and therefore really you know start start talking about taking on some of the large domestics that we have in the us that have you know been dominant for so many years yeah cool interesting anything else upasana you'd like to cover before we wrap up yeah um, I, it's been really nice being on this podcast and I, I will just plug one thing, which is that I am hiring. So if folks are, are interested in the carrier side of the business and in getting to meet and understand how a lot of different markets work, um, please give me a call. I'm, I'm very, very interested in meeting you. All right. Great. Well, Upasana Uni, 
Chief Commercial Officer at Sayada. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Josh.